Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. This is Brad Sykes sitting alongside or actually across the, the table from my good friend David Gray. I know usually when uh, when David and I are in together, you're the one doing the intro, but... Uh, yeah, we vary yeah, it up sometimes. I felt, hey, let's shake it up a little bit. But SWAT Radio is part of His Light International Ministries. Uh, the mission is to equip and encourage men to walk out the truths found in Scripture. In fact, this week, Doug and I have been spending time in Acts 19, where God reveals through Paul that there are two types of faith in the world, and there are two distinct messages in the world, and there are two sources of power in the world. David and I are going to kind of get back into that a little bit today and really discuss more the, okay, you know, where, where does the rubber meet the road? How do we how do we apply the truths of God's word? You know, I was sharing David with somebody this morning. We we're just talking about discipleship, and and uh, you know, I said I feel like at least in America. Now we might argue some of this in the sense that we have a lot of information. We're we're as a matter of fact, we're quite knowledgeable about what God's word says. We're not as good at applying what God says. Mm-hmm. I think of uh, you know Jesus' last commands before he ascended to the Father was go make disciples. Yeah. In fact, he even he, he, he put some bookends on it. He says, all power, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Therefore, go make disciples, teaching them. So listen to this, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded. He didn't just stop at teaching. Right. He talked about obeying. He yeah. talked about the fact that there's an aspect to discipleship that is not just instruction, it's application. Yeah. It's actually, okay, we're going to walk these these truths out. I, I think of where Jesus says to his disciples early on, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, what you said about application, I, I've been convicted of that. I think that's part of sanctification. Yeah, is absolutely. That, is that the Holy Spirit continually convicts us who belong to Christ of that aspect of discipleship. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. He didn't He didn't save us. It's the old line, right? He'll, he'll take us as we are. Yes. But he doesn't leave us as we are. Yeah. And and I and I am convicted of how often I've been guilty of, you know, uh, teaching the scriptures, whether it's just to my family or, or or in my private life or or in a larger group, but then not walking the walk mm-hmm. or or, or, mm-hmm. or be doing a poor job with that. I was just reading the other day. I'm on the six year plan trying to read through the Bible and um, that's six okay. year reading plan. And mm-hmm. I was reading in Luke, you know the well-known passage where Jesus talks about, you know, the cost of following him yeah, and, and about taking up our cross daily and following him. And, and now most days that's not, it, it may come to this, but it's not going to mean literally laying down our life. Most of the time it may, it may come right. to that at some point. And, and just to sense, in, in a sense, uh, the dying that is required is dying of your own yeah, will. Exactly. Because my will, David, right. is so strong. Right. That's right. And um and 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 thinking about what that really means. And it and it means 
And I and I find myself coming across little things that I might not have think thought were that big a deal on a daily basis. That mm-hmm. okay, that's what this is talking about. Right. Some some of them are bigger or in human terms, but others are just okay. That's exactly what that means. I need, and I have been guilty too often of cheapening grace and saying, okay, well, it's not that's not that big a deal. And but that's exactly <clears throat> what Jesus is talking about. And and then the the other verse, and I'm forgetting what Pauline letter it's in, but. Um, you're not your own. You're bought at a price. That's right. Galatians two twenty. And there you go. I knew you'd know the <clears> reference. <throat> and 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 the idea that it's important to God, vitally important that we change. Yes, we're forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> yes, He counts doesn't count our sin against us and has removed it as far as the east is from the west. But it still matters. But I, just real quickly, my dad had a good illustration along these lines. It, He's a teacher, a middle school teacher, and you you probably heard this a million times when you were in school, or maybe even asked it, right? Well, teacher, if, it had te- to, if it had to do with you going to the principal's office, I heard <laughs> yeah, that a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Teachers getting ready to give a test or a quiz or whatever it is, and some kid says, "Does spelling count?" <laughs> and my father would say, "Well, of course, spelling counts." And the kids would all moan <laughs> and groan, and then he'd say, "Well, wait a minute." Are you asking, am I going to count it against you if you spell a word wrong on the test? He said, no, I'm not going to. He said, but spelling counts. And his his analogy there was, and that's a, you know, a mild analogy, right. but the right. idea is God doesn't count our sin against us in Christ, but it counts. Yep. It counts the way we live. And sometimes, man, it takes a long time for me to get that through my thick skulls well, I appreciate and my hard heart. Uh, I'm with you. You know, I was thinking about what you said, God. God accepts us as we are, but he doesn't leave us as we are. In fact, it, it, we've been talking this week about the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, for those who have surrendered to the Lordship of Christ, at that moment, the Holy Spirit enters in. The Holy Spirit has a lot of jobs to do, but one of those is that you would bear fruit in according with the Spirit, with the Scriptures. In other words, uh, if your life is not bearing fruit, then you got to question whether or not the Holy Spirit's there, mm-hmm. whether or not you've been redeemed. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, to to cheapen the grace to say, well, I prayed a prayer, I walked an aisle, I felt something, doesn't mean anything. Mm. Paul says, examine yourself to see if you are of the faith. Well, what is that examination? You're not saved because of your works, but your works will be a result of your salvation. Yeah, evidence, right. And uh, you know, I think that's what Paul's getting at. Examine yourself. Mm. And uh, trust me, there there are plenty of days where I kind of go, gosh, that that behavior, that thought I just had does not reflect mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. We're not perfect. You and I sit behind these mics. Doug and I sit behind these mics. Some of us get up and preach and teach throughout the week. And it's like I almost want to preface every single message, whether it's to my children or now my grandchildren or to a group of men or a congregation is... I'm not the man. Yeah. In fact, quite the opposite. Right. You know, I, I, I don't know the story fully, and I'd like to look it up. But supposedly, I, I seem to remember that Billy Graham supposedly said once, you know, Billy Graham, 
as we know, filled huge football stadiums and mm-hmm. filled all these places with, with tens of thousands of people and supposedly at, at one point said something like, I'm just glad these scoreboards and jumbotrons that are in these stadiums don't show what my heart is sometimes, exactly. what my thoughts are exactly. and, that, and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I, I, I think it's – but I think part of sanctification is the fact that we grow more sensitive – to our own weakness and our own frailty and our own sin. And so I don't know that I think, you know, sometimes I think I am, I'm convinced and I know from evidence that I am growing, but I also feel like I'm more sinful in some ways. And I think part of that is I'm just more aware. Well, in fact, um, I've shared that before. I was uh, just meeting with a guy this morning that I've been meeting with for about 17, 18 years I take that back uh, to almost 20 years. He and I have been meeting. He's a younger guy, obviously, than I. And we were talking about that very thing, that as we are growing in our knowledge of Christ, we become very aware of how righteous, how holy, how perfect our Savior is. But at the same time, there's a mirror. As we look into the mirror of the righteousness of God's holy word, it becomes very apparent just how depraved we mm-hmm. are. Redeemed, mm-hmm. but depraved. Yeah. In fact, uh, we were discussing this, and I know we're going to take a break here in just a minute. You're familiar with this verse, and I'm sure many of our listeners are familiar with this, but it's in Psalm 51. It says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Now, I could go on. It goes verse 12, Restore to me the joy of the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Mm. I almost feel like this verse 10, creating me a clean heart, O oh God, renew a right spirit within me. That ought to be something we're, we're praying uh, daily, if not hourly, yeah. you know, that, boy, how easily uh, I can forget the joy of my salvation. Mm. And I think I was sharing with you, were we on Wednesday? I can't remember. Not this week. Not that. So we haven't been on this week together. Early in the week we okay. were yeah, Monday right. when Monday. Doug was coming back yeah. from Israel. <clears throat> uh, I don't know if you. So the next day I was teaching out of Hebrews uh, right. two. We talked about about that, yeah. not neglecting your salvation yeah. and how easy it is yeah. to neglect something. You yeah. know, I, I didn't neglect uh, my breakfast and my lunch today. Uh, I can't go out to the beach and watch a sunrise and not neglect. And neglect the beauty and the majesty of that. Mm-hmm. Going to Colorado, the mountains, whatever it is, we don't neglect these awesome things. And yet our salvation, we quickly neglect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think it gets back to the importance of God renew my spirit. And to, to your point, we, we can have a very calloused heart. You know, we can become very hardened by the things of this world mm-hmm. and uh, just pray that God would. Give us sensitive hearts. Yeah, and I think of what Doug always says about repenting quickly, because I, you know, part of neglecting salvation for me sometimes is wallowing in despair, wallowing in sin, wallowing in thinking, oh, I've got to go back to God again with this. But doing it quickly clears that up and gets the communication lines. As we like to say, nip it in the bud. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hey, we're glad you joined us on SWAT Radio today. Our phone lines will be open. And uh, if you want to join the conversation, David and I would love to hear from you. 844-777-SWAT. That's 844-777-7928. If you have any questions or comments, 
Uh, shoot us an email at ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back as we dive into the text for this week. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's not exactly the frosty air here in Jacksonville, Florida. I was laughing, thinking about what an appropriate song <laughs> to come out of Jacksonville, Florida, Jingle Bell Rock. But Yeah, uh, well, I, not your, uh, probably not your biblical uh, Christmas <laughs> tune, but it certainly is one we all are very familiar with. Certainly festive, and uh, yeah. I grew up with uh, plenty of uh, frosty Christmases. Um <laughs> But uh, I actually down here, I, it's funny, I've been here now 23, 24 years, and I, I, I admit I do root for at least cold for here, oh. you know, on Christmas. It's kind of fun if it, you know, get, gets a little cold. Then I'm okay well, with it just being one or two days, but. Hey, just for our listeners, you know, David is in studio with his golf shirt and shorts on, which makes me think he <laughs> may, I don't know, he may have either uh, had some outdoor activity going on prior to coming in no. here or he's possibly headed to go no i uh, wish that play. that is not the case uh, <laughs> this is just the standard work from home uniform when i have to be on camera during virtual <laughs> meetings otherwise it's a t-shirt and gym shorts and a baseball cap yeah. and uh nope the only activity from here is going to babysit the grandkids so so you're so you i always think about the guys and i used to uh in, in my old life of being in the apparel industry, I used to, I used to uh, dress a lot of uh, sportscasters, and uh, oh, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, and I used to occasionally go up to the studios and or, or fly wherever and go meet them. And so often they, and back in those days, they would literally have uh, you know a jacket, a white shirt, a tie. Sure. Cuff, I mean, even cufflinks, sure. oftentimes, and 
and I would tease them whenever we would get together and they would make their purchases for the season. I would say, well, do you want a two-piece suit or a one-piece suit? <laughs> because most of them never wore the trousers. Right. You right. Know, they wore shorts. Or oh, yeah. yeah. And they'd or have jeans tennis shoes or, on. Yeah. And, yeah so. well, I think a lot of newscasters still do that. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm sure. Well, that's true. I, I am not that way. I've got my blue jean, my Wranglers on, and my Lou Casey boots. And, you know, to your point, I got up this morning. I I have an early group that meets at the uh, called the Jacksonville Business Fellowship. Mm-hmm. You've yep. been to, yep. and uh, we get started at six thirty on Friday mornings with a thirty minute prayer time. It's really sweet. But you know, as I have been, as you typically do around this time of the year, at least in Jacksonville, is one of the first things I look at when I get up is how cold is it outside, <laughs> and it was sixty eight degrees. And so I, well, I'm kind of thin skinned. I'll throw a little. Uh, not a sweater, but a little uh, sports shirt over my yep. golf shirt, and yep. so I'm still I'm, I'm a little toasty in here. <laughs> how cold? How cold is it? Is a very relative question. Now I, I admit, having been here for as long as I have, my blood is thinned out a little bit. But uh, you haven't lived till you get up in the morning and you're rushing out of the house for work, and your hair's still a little wet and it freezes, <laughs> right? So I, I don't miss those days. Actually, well, I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm headed up to Chicago on Tuesday. Um, Doug knows this. You've probably heard me say this. I go up every year, uh, this time of the year, I fly up, I, uh, help my, my mother-in-law pack up her house, get all the, you know, all her patio furniture packed up and wrapped up and kind of get her house winterized. And then she and I drive down to Nashville. We spend a day or two with my, my kids, her grandkids. Then we come back down to Jacksonville. Now that I'm, I'm sorry, and this I'm I don't know your mother-in-law, and I'm sure she's a wonderful woman, but that has all the makings of like some kind of on-the-road movie, you know, well, like a comedy or something. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know that she's listening, but she's a sweet woman. Uh, but I, you know, people have said that is such a great thing it to is. do, and I it said, is. well, that is the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Well, anyway, no, and, I, and I say that because I just was watching last night planes, trains, and automobiles, <laughs> and so I have that on my mind, and I'm picturing you guys on the road and all the situations oh, yeah. that must come up. And yeah, we don't burn the car. No, though, no, but I don't. Think so. There are times where I'd like to, but you know, we. I know we're just rambling, but uh, anyway, to your point about cold, I remember flying to Chicago, which is where my wife is from, <clears throat> when we were in college. Actually, we were engaged. Um, her parents had wanted me to fly up for Christmas, but I had already had plans for Christmas in the mountains. So living in Houston, not uncommon for a lot of Texans to winter in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And so we were skiing in Colorado, but I did decide I'm going to fly from Denver after I ski, I'm going to fly from Denver to Chicago. And that I landed in Chicago was negative 68 below. Now that was chill factor, but nonetheless, I remember, of course, we walked outside to get in her dad's car, and it was it was a new kind of cold. Yeah. And I remember putting my arm around Vicky. I said, baby, I love you, but we'll never live anywhere yeah. remotely as cold as this. Yeah. And, of course, I've pretty much st- stayed uh, yeah. right along the I-10 you, corridor. You're right life. when you say that's a new <clears throat> new kind of cold. When you get into that, it's yeah, mm. that's different. Yeah. That's different even than, you know, 20s and 30s. And you well, get into that yeah. kind of below – below freezing yeah. temperature mm-hmm. and then add a 20 mile an hour wind to that and you're in a whole new ballpark well and i mean i came from skiing where right. it was cold right right 
but it wasn't that kind of cold. But uh, <laughs> well, anyway, uh, man, we, there's a lot in the news today, and I know you know Doug is usually very well equipped to kind of handle some of the news things that are out there. I'm not so much because it just requires a lot of reading, and mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I'm challenged in that area. Most people know <laughs> I do a lot of reading, but uh, I do a lot of reading for other things. So right. Right. <laughs> what's uh, what's on your What's on the well, you today? you and I were talking. You know, one of the big stories you and I were talking about a little bit during the break is this whole um, release of the women's basketball player Brittany Griner yeah. and the the trade that our government made uh, prisoner swap, um, where they brought her home and she was released from Russia. If you haven't been following the story, she's been in a Russian jail for. 10 months uh, had kind of what was, to, to put it mildly, a, a, a shaky trial. She was charged with uh, drug possession or, or even drug uh, distribution for some, by today's standards. I'm not saying I condone anything, but just, caught, just saying what the facts are. It was a less than an ounce or something of cannabis oil mm-hmm. in, a, in kind of a vape type um, apparatus and uh, you know, again, by by what we see today in all the states in our country that have legalized that, that seems pretty mild. And yet she was arrested, detained, kept in a convicted and sentenced to nine years in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's been in a jail over there. And uh, uh, the the administration made a prisoner swap for a uh, convicted arms dealer in this country uh, known as the Merchant of Death. I think his name is Victor boot or bout or something like yeah, that Yeah, b-o-u-t i think it is and he was to be in jail here for at least 25 years i think and was traded and uh so a lot of people are up in arms about the nature of that swap uh, you know you and i were talking certainly you have to be no matter what you have to be very happy for Brittany griner that must have been a terribly frightening experience I'm sure it was very difficult on her family um so that's completely separate from the actual kind of maybe politics and dynamics of the actual prisoner swap, but certainly thankful that she's home and, and out of there. Yeah. I mean, obviously I haven't read a lot of listened to some of the news on this and yeah, there a lot of different opinions out there about, uh, about that, uh, that negotiation, that deal. Yeah. Certainly. I don't know. As you start to kind of think, you know, arms dealer, pot smoker, Let's make an equal yeah, trade. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Listen, I'm with you. I'm glad she's home. Um, I don't know anything about her, but uh, nine years in a Russian prison yeah. uh, or nine year sentence in a Russian prison for, yeah. uh, was it cannabis, hashish? I don't know what it is. It Doesn't was supposedly matter, but, cannabis oil that was yeah. in a vape yeah. type thing. And, yeah. and she claimed it was, you know, that she had a prescription for it. Oh, who knows? I don't know all the details, but she played for Baylor. Um, right. Won a national championship in women's college basketball with Baylor. Has been a, a big star in the WNBA for many years. Uh, Olympic gold medalist, you know, won the gold medal with the women's Olympic team a, a few years back. You know, well known in that circle. Um, but just it, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that part of the reason some people are upset about this is there is an American Marine named Paul Whalen, who has been detained and been a prisoner in Russia for the last more than 10 years, I think. And there's been lots of uh, uh, information out there over the years about supposedly trying to get him released and, and do swap a swap for him. And uh, 
a lot of people are very agitated that in this prisoner swap where it seems so uneven, you know, in certain ways mm-hmm. that he was not included in terms of being released. And, and yeah. you know, supposedly he's in on, on a bogus espionage charge. And, you know, here we have a, a Marine who served the country and, and put his life on the line and, uh, and, and, he doesn't get out. He's been over there four years. I think, I think it it's more than that. More than that. I, I want to yeah. say it's more than that. Maybe it's four, and he's supposed to do twelve, or I'm I'm not sure. But he's been over there for a while. Well, and it kind of makes you wonder. I mean, I think one of the things that is a little concerning about the whole Griner thing is that it says, you know, it says that there's there was mounting support for her to be released. Yeah. And what does that mean? Yeah. And, and where is that support coming from? I'm not, I'm not saying we we. We shouldn't support that, but are you telling me there's more mounting support yep. for a WNBA person who admitted to her what she was convicted for versus yep. a, a Marine who has said yep. that didn't happen? Right. I don't know. It, it just it just it's unsettling. And I tell you, one of the things that's concerning is that other world leaders who are w- wicked like this might be looking at other well-known mm-hmm. American, whether they're athletes or entertainers, uh, finding something wrong with these people. Yeah. And I think you're going to have a lot of people just aren't going to go over there. Yeah. You know, another one last thing, another controversial aspect to this that I read either earlier today or yesterday. I think the person attributed to this quote is involved with a teacher's union. I, I could be getting it wrong, but I want to say that she's the head of one of the largest teachers unions in the country. And she made a comment along the lines of, you know, praising the fact that Brittany Griner was released and and adding to it and she she was she's an American citizen and she's a gay black woman. Mm. And adding to that like somehow that, that made matters. her release more valuable uh, yeah. than somebody like a, a Paul Whalen. Now I'm not sure that that was this person's intent, but even mentioning that yeah is very strange. Absolutely. Hey, we're glad you joined us on SWAT Radio today. We want to hear from you during our final segment. Actually, we'll hear from you anytime, but uh, we're going to take a break for national news. Call us at 844-777-SWAT, 844-777-7928. If you're unable to call, we still want to hear from you. Feel free to email us your questions or comments to ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back as David and I continue to uh, maybe kind of get into our discussion on Chapter 19 of Acts. Good tune. We're glad you joined us. Uh, David and I are uh, 
going to be working through uh, Acts chapter 19. We're going to be discussing kind of the practical application of this text just in our daily life. Now, I mean, after all, that that's the real test. You know, do we understand the truths being revealed in this text? And are we going to be faithful to live them out in our daily life? And so just, just to give a little context to what you and I do here on Fridays, because it's different than our standard SWAT format. Uh, throughout the week, Doug and I typically, and by the way, you're going to be with Doug a couple of days mm-hmm. next week. I'll yep. be with Doug on Monday. I think you've got Tuesday and I, Wednesday. I Actually, Craig Henderson's going to okay. be on Wednesday, and then Good. I'll be back on Friday, I think, with Taylor. Yeah, so the, the idea is that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're expositing the word. Now, Doug and I typically have some, some back-and-forth conversations. Then Doug, Doug usually has a guest on Thursday. If you missed yesterday's uh, episode, go back, listen to it. Go to SWATradio.com. Listen to any past uh, broadcast, and yesterday was a great one. Um, and so, and then, and then Friday, David and I typically come in here and we just start to kind of work through the text itself. What does this say? You know, what does this text say to you? What, what is it that kind of stands out? Uh, when you look at the text, what does it say about God or what does it say about man? And then finally, how does this text change the way you live Mm. today? And so, David, if you would, let's go ahead and read the text, and then we'll you and I will just kind of banter back and forth. Yeah, so this is Acts 19, verses 1 through 20. And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples, and he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, Into what then were you baptized? And they said, Into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. There were about twelve men in all. And he entered the synagogue and for three months spoke boldly, reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. But when some became stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way before the congregation, he withdrew from them and took the disciples with him, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. This continued for two years, so that all residents of Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. And God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick. And their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. But the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, and fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. Also many of those who were now believers came confessing and divulging their practices, and a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted the value of them and found it came to 50,000 pieces of silver. 
So the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. You know, so often, David, and that, there's a lot there. I mean, there, you know, sure there's a lot, of, uh, yeah. a lot of ground to cover. Uh, and when we come back next week, we're going to be, we'll start in 21, and I think we're going to verse. Um, to the end of the chapter. Yeah, to the end of the yeah. chapter, and we'll work through that. And we've been looking specifically, at least within the, the, the broadcast, the two types of faith in this world. There's, there's faith in, in Jesus, and then there's all the other faiths. And there's what I would call there's there's a true faith and there's a false faith. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's two distinct messengers messengers or, or messages. One's a true message. One is the way. The the others is a false message. It's a it's a false gospel. And then there's two sources of power in the world. There's spiritual power from Christ from God, and then there's satanic power. Mm. It's all displayed right here in front of us as we, as you sure were reading is. through that. Yeah. Is there anything in particular? I don't know for you. Yeah. You and I uh, we we covered some of this on uh, on Monday. Uh, you've been in it through. In fact, uh, were you teaching? Did you teach any uh, in th- on Thursday? No, I didn't this okay. week. Uh, Nick did at, at SWAT. But yeah, I, there's a lot that jumps out. Um, I, I think kind of going in in order of the text here. For me, the first thing that really jumps out is. When Paul finds these disciples and he asks them if they've received the Holy Spirit and they say, no, we haven't even, we don't even know that there is a Holy Spirit. Right. We right. didn't we've not even heard of the Holy Spirit. And, and so that jumps out, but also that when Paul explains it to them, fills in the gaps. Yeah. How quick they seemingly are to believe and accept that Jesus is the one that Paul, that John the Baptist was talking about, mm-hmm. and then they, the Holy Spirit comes on them. But I, I was thinking about that, if I can interrupt sure. you for a second. Sure. I was thinking about these guys because uh, clearly uh, if they were baptized in John's baptism, they got baptized because of the message that John was preaching. Right. There's going to be one coming. Right whose sandals I can't even untie. So there's already this expectation. Paul shows up on the scene and asks them, you know, have you been baptized? Have you, have you, uh, and and what, have you received the, never even heard of the Holy Spirit? And all of a sudden, can you imagine the excitement that Paul must have had? It doesn't come out really in the text. Right. But I was thinking the excitement to be able to tell these guys, hey, you remember the one that John was talking about? He's come. Yeah. He's already come. Yeah. And here, yeah, and here he is, and here's the information. But, but what what jumped out to me in that as well, though, is to the point you made about there's two type two types of faith, true faith, and everything else that's false faith in Jesus, which is true and saving, and everything else that that doesn't save. Yeah. And and these guys clearly appear before Paul filled them in on Jesus. They clearly appear to be sincere. Mm-hmm. And 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 wanting to 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 know and wanting to believe and and they were zealous it appears about their faith and their baptism in what John was preaching, but it was insufficient. Yeah, and and their zeal and their enthusiasm is not enough, and we see that Amen. all the time in the world today. Yeah. and I think people have a hard time with that. Yeah. So when we say like let, I, I won't get into too many specifics, but we 
let's say we see missionaries or or people in our neighborhoods who are advocating for a false religion. Mm -hmm. I know that there are people who would think, oh, well, they're so zealous. Right. They're so faithful in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Now, can we as believers learn a lesson by their by their enthusiasm and their faithfulness to some to some degree? Yeah. They kind of put us to shame sometimes. Absolutely. But but their zealousness, their zeal for something that's not true <laughs> won't ov- overcome that yeah. falsehood. Yeah. So Well, uh, that's a great point. I mean, you 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 can put your faith in a lot of different things that doesn't mean they're going to support you. Right. You know, that and I appreciate you saying there's two types of faith. There's a saving faith, and then there's an unsaving faith. And uh, you, you've got to examine that faith. What have I put my faith in? Yeah. Have I put my faith in Christ alone, or am I counting on something else? Because you and I both know, and our listeners know this as well, that we may do a lot of really good works. Yeah. We may do a lot of things that somehow... Somehow God is scoring us. God is is grading us. Listen, we're way down we're, if that's going on. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah, you cannot do anything to bring that back. You can't reverse that. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. That's the beauty well, of the gospel. Too. And I just wanted to say, you made up the point about. Uh, what is my faith in? Is my faith in my works? Well, we know that that won't save us. But also, is my faith in the Jesus as he's presented in the Bible? True, true. Because a lot of people will say that they love Jesus and they're putting their faith in Jesus, but are they putting their faith in the Jesus of the scriptures? Exactly. As he really is. Absolutely. Not as a created being or as a good prophet or as a moral teacher. Or what? Or or the baby Jesus at Christmas time? You know, mm-hmm. I'm a little aside. A couple weeks ago, our pastor, I was talking to Doug about this. Our Richard Cooper at Pontevedra Presbyterian preached on this, and what he was getting at was how much he loves Christmas and the familiarity of Christmas for believers, especially, and how important it is. Right, right. But Christmas is not the gospel. Yeah, definitely not. And a lot of people love the story of Christmas and love the baby Jesus in the manger. Of course, I do. And but I, I I read this. It's not an original thought with me. I'm, and I might have said this to you. It was it was the invasion of God mm. into enemy territory. But the cross and the resurrection are the gospel. Absolutely, and Jesus' Absolutely. perfect life as well. So anyway, Absolutely. well, you know. So let me tell you what kind of stood out. Like you, there, there's a lot in this text that stands out. Here's one of the things that really hits me. Verse 8 says, he entered the synagogue and for three months spoke boldly, reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. Now, let me, I don't want to, that's not my point, but interestingly enough, you see those phrases a lot throughout Acts. That Paul, where does he go first? To the Jews first, then to the Gentiles. So if you're going to go meet with the Jews, you're going to go to the synagogue. He, He goes there, he speaks boldly. You see that constant, it's a constant theme. We talked about it last week. There's this boldness to Paul. There's this reasoning. What does it mean to reason with somebody? You know, I think we've lost the art of reasoning with people. And don't get me started on politics, but even as it comes to the gospel, reason with people and persuading them about the kingdom of God. But it says, but when some became stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way, 
before the congregation, he withdrew from them, took the disciples with him, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. Now, I want to stop there. We'll come back uh, after this break. And then I want to talk about the things that happen in our life. We may at that point think they're really bad, but God has significant plans for that. So when we come back from the break, uh, David and I will uh, take your calls. If you want to call, call 844-777-7928 again. If you're unable to call, email us at ask at swatradio.com. We'll be right back and uh, stay tuned for our final segment. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. It's the most wonderful time of the with the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the hap- happiest season of all. With those holiday greetings and gay happy Welcome back to SWAT Radio. David Gray and Brad Sykes, happy to be with you on this Friday, December is at the 9th. We, is it? Let me look Yeah, I here. think it is. We're, we're, yes. We haven't been doing a Christmas countdown, but it's, <laughs> it's certainly coming fast. I think it's so, 16 days. Uh, yeah, if it, I saw my uh, grandson's artwork <laughs> yesterday, that would make it 16 days. Yeah. I may be wrong, but I'm anyway. not, I didn't major in math. Yeah, I would say I was absent that day. Hey, let me yeah. add this. Uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, hey, SWAT radio, just today, David, oh, because we do so much of this, I just assume people who know me know, you know, uh, something about SWAT. This guy, I said, what, what, what is SWAT radio? SWAT radio stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Like this broadcast, just the fact that we can get behind these mics is 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 only made possible by the generous donations of listeners like the ones who are listening and corporate sponsors who support clear and unashamed teaching and discussion of God's Word. And I always say this, if you're interested, if you're listening to David and I or Doug and I throughout the week or David and Doug, uh, and, and you want to know more about SWAT radio, or maybe it's one of the many SWAT Bible studies that take place around the city of Jacksonville and a Zoom uh, study you can go to swatradio.com.com you can click on the swat meetings tab uh listen we'd love to have you join us in person 
And if you're interested in supporting or sponsoring SWAT Radio, you can click on the support tab at SWATradio.com and get more information there. So just a little plug. Doug doesn't do that very often. I like to let people know how they can support what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And like Brad said, we'd love to have you come to a study. Not only is the teaching great, but the community and the fellowship and the, and the relationships that you make, um, are, are tremendous. So. Well, and, and we need that. You know, the, the reality is uh, discipleship is incomplete, as I mentioned earlier, if it's just teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, man, we need brothers. We need accountability. You know, I need somebody to ask me every once in a while, not, yeah. not every day, but every once in a while. I know your struggles, David. You yeah. know mine. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a problem with you kind of invading my space mm-hmm. and asking me those tough questions. Yeah. Because we want what's best for our brothers in Christ yeah. and our sisters in Christ. Yeah. And so yeah. how, however that looks, however we can do that, go to SWATradio.com. Check it out. You can download the SWAT Radio app on your Apple, whatever, and any you know Android. Uh, and you can listen to any of the broadcasts that we do. And so, uh, hey, I, I went into that last break uh, kind of looking at this text, this small little portion of Acts 19, where Paul enters the synagogue, he's there three months, he's speaking boldly, he's reasoning, he's persuading them about the kingdom of God. And again, I I kind of emphasize verse 8, because I wonder how many of us are boldly speaking the gospel? Mm -hmm. How many of us are reasoning with people? Are we really working to persuade people? Uh, Listen, we know it's God who draws them, but interestingly enough, God uses our voices. Mm. He uses our network, our reach to, to connect with people. And uh, so it says in verse 9, but when some became stubborn, you ever dealt with any stubborn people when it comes to regarding the gospel? A few. And continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way before the congregation. He withdrew from them. This is Paul. He withdrew from them. He took his disciples with him, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. Verse 10 says, this continued for two years so that all the residents of Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. And I was thinking about the the reality that so oftentimes for those of us who want to share the gospel with a a family member, a coworker, a neighbor, we, we come up against a stubborn person who just doesn't want to hear it in fact so much so they'll they'll maybe even speak evil Mm. of your christianity your bible your whatever what do we do do we it might be wise to withdraw for a period of time and to maybe go somewhere else and where do they go they go to the hall of tyrannus tyrannus you know this is like uh going down to florida the university of florida and just hey you know the psychology department, can we take this department here and, and study right. the Bible here? Right, right. What do they do? They go in there for two years. Two years. He is discipling yeah. his disciples. Yeah. He is equipping these men. And what happens? Look what happens. It says that the that <clears throat> they continued for two years so that all the residents of Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. Yeah. And if you go fast forward all the way to verse 20, it says, so the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. Yeah. So oftentimes, David, I, I get I get quickly discouraged when somebody rejects the gospel. Yeah. 
that just God has other plans. Yeah, I, I when I read that, I thought back uh, to chapter 18, where basically at Corinth, the same thing happens. Paul shakes his cloak out when the Jews won't listen to him. And what happens? He goes to the house next to the synagogue of Titius, Justice, and he starts a home church there with this guy right next to the synagogue. So he, I'm sure he was discouraged. I want to say Paul was never discouraged, especially oh, because he loved the Jews. They yeah. were his own people. And he says that in other places, how he would he would offer to take his name out of the book of life, he basically says, amazing. If, if his countrymen would believe. Yeah. Which is you're right, amazing. But but the same thing happens in these two straight chapters where he, they won't listen to him in the synagogue, and and it wasn't for lack of trying. He's in there like it says for three months, speaking boldly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he goes somewhere. So so I was thinking about your point, or you know that point you and Doug were discussing this week. One of them was two types of power in the world: God's power, which is unlimited. And Satan's power, which is limited and under the umbrella of God's mm-hmm. power. Mm-hmm. And in both these instances, Satan may have felt, I've won. <laughs> the Jews aren't listening to him. They're not listening. They're not adopting, believing Christianity. They're not believing the message about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And what does God do? Yeah. What you just said. He <laughs> turns around. The source of unlimited power overrides the rel- in, in the sight of God's power, the puny power, if yeah. you will, of, of Satan. And, and he puts him in this hall. By the way, I read the note on the Hall of Tyrannus. It, it was an academic hall, like you said. Mm-hmm. And Tyrannus means our tyrant. And the teacher <laughs> who taught there was probably a guy that the students gave him. Like any, It shows you some things never change, uh, right? Uh, the students boy. gave him a, sarca- a sarcastic nickname, yeah. probably. Yeah, although it, although had Paul showed up, they'd had banners out there, we don't want you yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, but to your point, right when it looks like the message has been stopped, yeah. God just moves Paul to another yeah. place and puts him there for two years, and, and all of Asia heard. Here's, well, and, and to, to really kind of raise up, kind of our second question when we get into this and and david and i do this because we want you to hear kind of the format by which we disciple other men Mm -hmm. it's okay you read the text what does the text say can you can you close your bible and tell me what's going on here and then what does it say you know what 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 stands out to you you kind of mentioned what you said i shared what i said number two is what does this say about God? What, what does it say about man? And, and for me, as you really just covered it right there, God has got unlimited power. Mm. His ways are not our ways. Uh, I might have turned back around and gone back to the synagogue and kept beating it down. You know, Paul kind of steps back. He takes, he takes his disciples somewhere else. And for two years, he invests in them. Yep. And as a result, so I think, you know, to me, what I see is that God does have unlimited power, and His ways are not my ways yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the Psalm, right? And, and again, is it what Psalm is it? Why do the nations rage? You know, oh, the God, uh, God in heaven scoffs and laughs. Right, right. Yeah. And you know, even His spiritual enemies, right? They think they've got Him, and God is just, you yeah. know, what are you kidding yeah. me? Uh, uh, <laughs> checkmate, checkmate. Yeah. I got that. Well, exactly. You know, I, I, you kind of shared that. Uh, you know, okay. Let's get to the. Let's put the meat on the bone here. How does this? How does this text change the way you live? I mean, mm. does this affect the way you 
you live life. Yeah. Well, the first thing I, I kind of noted was about the, the first part of the text where Paul finds the people that haven't heard, the disciples that haven't heard of the Holy Spirit, but they're immediately willing to hear about yeah. Jesus yeah. and they repent yeah. Yeah. and they believe. And so my note there was be coachable to continue to have gaps in my understanding mm. corrected, first mm. of all, right? Because well, that Paul's gap filling there, right? So I need application-wise to, to be coachable. I do not know everything mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Be coachable. But also in the same vein, because God has taught me and others have taught me, be a gap filler for others. And, and look, remember it says Paul was looking for and found <laughs> the 12 disciples. Mm-hmm. So he was mm-hmm. looking for people to pour into. Yeah. I think two two parts of this for me personally, one of them is kind of what you said is, you know, I think to, to, to grow in our knowledge of Christ, understanding we don't have all the answers is, is a humble spirit, a, to your point, a teachable, a teachable spirit. You know, uh, I'm a student of the word. You're a student of the word. I'm hungry for it. I want to grow in my understanding of God. But yeah, uh, there are times where I'm not. Uh, right. I don't know it all. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I think of all the gap guys in my life over oh. the years. I'm so thankful for them. And and you know, Paul is very aware of what's going on. And I think you know, going back to the early section of of Acts 19 where he asks the right questions. You know, who who baptized you or who are you baptized into? Do you have the Holy Spirit? Boy, that'd be a bold question. So I think some of this is related to a, a boldness to ask the right questions, to reason with them, to be bold enough, and, and really work on our ability to persuade people in the gospel, the, the saving faith that we have. Yep. So, yep. Anyway, well, great discussion, and and, and, uh, again, we're glad you're listening. Uh, If you have questions or comments even next week on what we've been talking, feel free to email or call us. As Brad said, he'll be here Monday with Doug, and the rest of the week it'll kind of be a little bit of a combination of some of us in with Doug. Have a great weekend, everybody. Continue to prep in the Advent season for the coming of the Savior, and we'll see you next week. Amen. Amen. Have a good weekend, buddy. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual